Hello and welcome to another episode of The Adventure Post. I am Jason Post. And I'm Lacey Post. And we are so glad you were able to join us this week. Hope everybody's having a great week out there. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking to you about the official return of cruising. Woohoo! Woo! Sort of. <laughs> well, well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I know we talked a few weeks back about, you know, the cruise industry and... Uh, a lot of things that they were doing to try to prepare for the return and how they've been pleading with the CDC to, to, to loosen up some of the restrictions so that they can cruise again. Well, um, cruising will officially be returning this summer, but probably not to a U.S. port is pretty much what they've come down to. Uh, the cruise industry uh, is really hoping that the CDC will loosen up some guidelines so they can sail again out of U.S. ports. But until they do that, some of the cruise lines have pretty much said, you know what? We're going to find another way. So if you're willing to fly to a non-U.S. port to start your cruise, we have some cruises actually leaving this summer for regular, normal kind of cruising. So mm-hmm. this week we're going to talk about uh, a couple of Royal Caribbean routes that are available this summer uh, down in the Caribbean. And uh, Royal Caribbean is one that I've been on a few times, and I really I, I really like Royal Caribbean. That's probably one of my favorite. Um, cruise They're lines a out good there. Good cruise line. They're really, really good. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of itineraries um, that Royal Caribbean has out there, and outline some of the things that they've got going on. And then we've got some news coming up later on in the show as well, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody, just uh, sit back, relax, and grab your cup of coffee, and let's talk cruising. Uh, you going to give us any kind of summary? Or are we going to jump right into it this time? We're going to jump right in this week. All right, awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I did. I, I jumped in and, and looked at a bunch of the cruise industries this week. A bunch of the different cruise lines, um, and just t- to see where they're at, what they're offering. Um, I know that Disney, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, they've got some cruises happening over in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just for European residents, though, right? Yeah, they, they're they in the UK. They're in the UK. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. basically the boat is the destination. You just embark from a UK no port, ports. and you cruise, and then you return to that port. But it's only for UK residents. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, co- I, p- I pulled up some other cruise lines just to see what what they had um, available and what was going on so we, i looked at princess i looked at uh, norwegian i looked at uh, holland america um all the different big ones um, i pulled some up and a lot of them i mean again they don't have a final word as to when they're going to be able to sell in the u.s yet uh, they're kind of hoping for november but they don't know for sure uh, they're still booking but all the ones that they're booking right now have those u.s ports in there which means unless restrictions are are, are lifted uh, they're probably not going to actually happen until at least, you know, the fall toward November. Um, but Royal Caribbean did have a couple of, uh, of of cruises that were happening in June and July. Uh, so we're going to talk about a couple of those. Okay? Okay. So the first one I pulled up uh, is uh, cruise number one. All right. So this is a seven-night cruise on the Vision of the Seas. All right. So what you'll have to do is you're going to have to fly down to Bermuda. And this cruise is a round trip leaving from Kings Wharf, Bermuda. Uh, now, it starts at a pretty good price. This one was... Now, I looked at um, the June time frame. This is actually in June uh, okay. that this one is sailing. Uh, so, uh, $548.50 per person. It's a pretty good price for a seven-day cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The, that's the basic, in, uh, just an yeah, inside a, stateroom, yeah, that, right? That's your basic inside stateroom. So, that's as cheap as it gets on this boat. But $550 per person, um, about as cheap as it gets on this sailing. You can always, you know, upgrade to... Ocean view, balcony, you know, suites, yeah, 
they've got a bunch of different categories. You can go up from there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the basic inside stateroom is going to rent you about five fifty per person. Um, but again, this one is like you were saying with the Disney cruises. Uh, there's not really stops on this one. So you're starting in Bermuda, uh, and you're going to cruise. You got a, a few days at sea. Uh, it, it actually, I think it stops at Freeport for like an overnight, but it's not where you actually get off. It's a technical stop. And mm-hmm. it's not really listed as a port where you actually get off and, 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 and experience anything. So this is mainly a cruising ship as the destination, as you said, type cruise. Except for you do get one day at their private island. Um, mm-hmm. So Coco Cay is a stop one day along the way <laughs> during, mm-hmm. during this cruise. Um, so that's that's kind of what that one is. How do you think you'd feel about kind of a the ship as the destination I know this is not, that's not your preferred type of cruise, right? No, I really only like about one day at sea, to be completely honest. You I mean, I would still do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I would still go if, you know, if somebody wanted to take still me, cruise. I would still go. But I would prefer just like a day, maybe two tops at sea, and, personally. And, and as, as awesome as the private islands are, that's still not what you're looking for on a cruise, right? The private islands? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, they're really nice. They're really but nice. I do. I like to experience but different Lacey, yeah. locations and cultures. Yeah. Lacey and, wants to get out of port and take a tour, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> explore some historic ruins, or see and some nature or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I agree with that. But the private islands are really nice as well. So, so that's that's kind of one option that is out there. Um, you're going to see a lot of those itineraries that are mainly days at sea. And I think, uh, you know, people are going to flock to these. I think they're they're seeing a lot of people, you know, book up the rest of this year um, on these cruise sea day heavy itineraries. Because if you're still a little bit nervous about, I mean, that's that's the real key. Because, you know, when you're going to go down and take these cruises, you're going to get tested before you go. You're going to have to go through screenings probably and temperature checks, you know, before you board the ship and all the different guidelines that we laid out a few weeks ago when we talked about what the cruise industry was doing to prepare. But once you get on the ship, you know, once you get out of those different ports, that's where you lose a little bit of control. So this is this is a way for the cruise industry to maintain a lot of control. Once you get on that boat, you're pretty much, you know, in your bubble. Even going to the private island, you're still in that bubble of people that they have positive control over, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're still a little bit nervous, but you really want to take a cruise, this might be the option, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, and, and you still get a, a day at Coco Cay, right? Yeah. So you so, want me to tell you so about yeah, that? yeah, let's talk about okay. Coco Cay. Let's so talk about the actual name, got. to me, it's kind of funny, but it's called Perfect Day at Coco Cay. <laughs> I think just calling it Coco Cay yeah. personally would be, <laughs> I think that's a little goofy. But anyway, it's Perfect Day at Coco Cay. And it is the it is Royal Caribbean's private island in the Bahamas. It's got 140 acres, so it's pretty large. And it sits between Freeport and Nassau in the Bahamas. So, of course, there's a beautiful beach. They also have a wave pool. They have lots of water slides. They have a zip line, and they even have a helium balloon ride that takes you 450 feet above land and sea. Right. So, they got some exciting yeah. things to do there. Um, yeah. And, of course, the balloon ride and the zip line and all that, that costs extra money once you're down there. Yeah. But you don't have to spend any extra money. You can just, you know, enjoy, find you a lounge chair, you know, yeah. go out in the ocean 
you can just enjoy the island itself. But there are a lot of extras there. I know our actually our nephews have been here before, and they really yeah. enjoyed the zip line. Yeah, I remember them talking about that. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be one of the tallest or something tallest, zip lines longest, in the world. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Definitely so there's lots to do. I think it would be an entertaining place to go. Absolutely. I, and people love the, the private island experience. Um, because yeah, there are some perks that you can upgrade and add on, but you're, you're perfectly, I mean, that's the same as if you're on the ship, you know, um, if you were on the ship, there's food and drink everywhere. There's also some extra things you can add on while you're on a cruise that cost you a little extra. That's always the Mm -hmm. case. So when you get off of the Island, it's the same way. There's a little, there's some extra, you know, things that you can do just like when you're getting off at a port and you're paying extra for the excursions. You know, you can do some extra, pay some extra for the activities, but you don't actually have to. Right. So I know we've, mm-hmm. we've done the Disney private island before and it's a little bit less of that way. I think pretty much Disney, you get off and most everything, most everything there is included. Mm-hmm. Just if you want to rent a cabana or like we got the snorkeling gear. Yeah. Didn't we have to pay for that? I or don't was think that we included? It was included at that point. Okay. Unless so that's changed. No, that. It, was, it was all included. That's what was great about that. So there are some, a little bit more at this island that you're going to have to pay for some of those extra mm-hmm. perks and stuff. Again, you can rent a cabana. You can, yeah. they've got the little beach club. That's a little bit different. You know, they've got mm-hmm. a water park kind of area. Um, that's where you get the price difference between Disney and Royal Caribbean too, because Disney just there out of the gate price is a whole lot more than Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean is a lot more affordable, but once yeah. you get there, you can pay extra for a lot of things that you wouldn't have to pay extra for on Disney. Disney includes a few things that, yeah, that are no extra on other cruises. Yeah, and the private islands the same way. I did see this week, uh, Royal Caribbean has, has released some new, uh, you, you mentioned that you can rent cabanas. Well, their private island, you, you've got that. You can rent cabanas, you can rent beach chairs, you can rent super upgraded cabanas. Well, they've got these new ones um, that are on the water cabanas. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so this is that, that uh, Bora Bora kind of feel. You've seen all those that's got the little casitas out on the water with the docks that go out onto the crystal blue water. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like that. So it's a big, like, you know, 12 by 12, whatever size cabana cover with seating and, and, you know, food and little fr- mini fridge and lounge a uh, hammock over the water uh, and a slide that goes down directly into the ocean. Um, but it, they're out at the end of these piers. They're these on over the water cabanas and stuff, which looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they were an add-on uh, to the to the tune of like a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars a day. <laughs> you even had your own little slide, right? Yeah, right into you, the you ocean? had a slide that went right you into the ocean. Show me the video. Yeah, Very yeah. Nice. That, I mean, it looked awesome, but holy mm-hmm. moly! Yeah, that would be a that would be an, a big upgrade for the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they've got all kinds of really neat things that you can do at the island, and people love the island experience. You know, I wasn't surprised when, when things started coming back that this was kind of their initial go-to was let's focus on some island days. Let's just do nothing but at-sea days and a stop at the island, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. definitely. So, the next one, uh, the next itinerary I pulled uh, basically leans a little harder into that. <laughs> um, so, I pulled another one that is on the Adventure of the Seas. Haven't we been on that boat? We have. We did the Southern Caribbean on the Adventures of the Seas. Okay. That's that right. name sounded very yeah. familiar. Uh, we did that that one with uh, Heather and Israel when we uh, left out of Puerto Rico and did St. Martin um, and all those down St. Thomas, okay. those islands down in the South Caribbean. Okay. That was Adventure of the Seas. Yep. 
and it was a newer ship at that point. <laughs> um, so now it's leaving out of the Bahamas. So you got to get to Nassau. But if you can get to Nassau, this is now going to be a round trip itinerary leaving from and returning from Nassau. But this one actually has some port stops along the way. So where the other the other one, like I said, the interior stateroom started at about 550. This one starts at about 800 per person for an interior basic inside stateroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, what's different about this one is you only have two days of cruising uh, and you actually get some stops. So you get to stop at Cozumel, Mexico. And you get to stop at Grand at the Grand Bahama Island in Bahamas. So you have a couple of ports that you actually go to where you can get off and you can do like some excursions and explore and do some snorkeling and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part about this one is you actually have two days at Coco Cay. So I don't know how they're phrasing it there. It's perfect days. Perfect day. Oh, yeah. There you go. Perfect days. Perfect days <laughs> at Coco Cay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you have two back-to-back days at the private island. So, uh, you can see where that one's got a little bit more to it. So it's obviously, it's a little bit more expensive, uh, but it adds a little bit, uh, it adds some stops for Lacey. Mm -hmm. So you can get out and you can explore, you know, Cozumel. You can explore Grand Bahamas Island, Mm -hmm. do some some different things, right? And I did some research on on that cruise since it did have more stops. And obviously it had lots of excursion options since there were a good many stops on this one, and there were 194 options. Holy moly. <laughs> so a lot to go That's through. That's in two and, ports? And see. Um, well, I guess three. Cause, well, no, four, because they're counting Nassau and Cozumel and Grand Bahama Island and Coco Cay. Oh, they're counting the, the private yeah. island. Yeah, so between the, the four, there the were 194 excursion wow. options so that's that's a lot of <laughs> options for that cruise that's way too many things to choose from Lacey. <laughs> um but i did kind of when i was looking the list i looked at snorkeling options because that's mm-hmm. one thing that we absolutely love to do when we're cruising we always do a snorkel oh, excursion and we actually got to snorkel once in the bahamas and we really enjoyed it we didn't see any yeah. sharks so <laughs> so it was, it was fun um i think eli got a little frustrated with his mask but besides yeah. that um we had a really good time. And they yeah. like just getting on the boat and jumping off in the ocean, too, and then yeah. climbing back on and jumping back in. Mm-hmm. So, But me and you enjoyed the snorkeling, I think, oh, more. Oh, yeah. No, I love snorkeling. So I looked at a few of those options, and you could do the Rainbow Reef Snorkel in Nassau for $35 per person, and that was for kid and adults. There wasn't a differentiation nope. there. Nope. Um, yeah. And that was a two-hour-long snorkel trip. Okay. Yeah. You can snorkel at Coca Cay all day at your leisure for $37 per adult and $22 per child. So I'm assuming that's basically just equipment renting the equipment. Rental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there were a lot of other snorkel options that were more expensive and lengthier. Right. Like the one that actually looked the most um, impressive to me was there There was a seahorse sailing and snorkeling excursion in the Bahamas. And that one was $55 for adult and $39 for child. And it was three hours and 30 minutes long. So okay. a, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um so that one, I think I would have checked if we were actually doing this cruise. That yeah. one sounded like, like fun. The longer ones, you know, um, and anytime you're doing yeah. these cruises, you know, try to, when you're budgeting, look at the excursions and look at which ones you want to do oh, yeah. and make sure you budget that in. Because yeah. you hate to not, you know, to, I mean, sometimes it's fine to get off on the boat and just go to the beach or tour the, the downtown areas. But some of the, the locations, you're going to want to do some exploring and do some fun excursions. So make sure you budget those things in. Oh, I'm definitely going to want to snorkel at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you love snorkeling so much when we cruise? Because you're in the water. You're in mm-hmm. the water. You're floating. It's like you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's probably as close as I, I'm going to get to scuba diving too much. Um, 
I mean, scuba diving would probably be awesome as well. I would probably love that. It's a lot. More, it's just a lot more time commitment because you're talking about going through a full like certification process to do scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Um, so snorkeling is awesome to me because, you know, you get to do the diving part, um, but it's a lot less time consuming. It's a lot. There's a lot less investment. You know, um, I think uh, I like the ones that pair something kind of cool with the snorkeling. I think the two. My two favorite snorkeling things that we've done. Um, I know on our honeymoon, we did a snorkeling adventure that was paired with a little speedboat kind of tour. Was that in Cozumel or was that Cancun? Um, it was, oh gosh. Because Cozumel is one of the stops here. Right. So that actually made me think about it. I'd have to go back and, and look now. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. we stayed kind of in that, that Playa del Carmen kind of mm-hmm. area. Um, but but yeah, we went over and we we... We did this excursion where everybody got your own little two-person speedboat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that could have been on this excursion. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I didn't go through quite all 194. <laughs> Come on, I sort Lucy. of did like the first 50 or so. Dedication um, for the listeners. <laughs> I did the first 50 to 100 maybe and pulled out the wow, snorkel ones that's that seemed pretty impressive, interesting. actually, still. But um, yeah, so that one yeah. could have been on down the list. So uh, that one was awesome. Yeah, because yeah. we, 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 you're in this little two-person speedboat, so I got to drive a speedboat, and they take you, you know, all around the little island area, you know, in, in the speedboat. And then you, they take you to a little reef area where you stop and you, you got a little anchor and you anchor your little speedboat and you scuba dive off the side of your little speedboat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, not scuba dive, but snorkel um, along this reef. Where there were a lot of like sea turtles, I think, in the area we went to maybe. Um, and, and it was a reef there where there was, you know, all the rainbows of fish and things like that. So that one was pretty cool. And then on that Southern Caribbean cruise we talked about earlier, we did the pirate snorkeling adventure mm-hmm. which uh you you came <laughs> came out of a little worse for wear uh but but you get onto this basically this big pirate ship um and they take instead of getting on like a regular like you know you know pontoon boat type to take you out to the snorkeling area you, you take a pirate ship out of the snorkeling area so you know you're cutting through the waves and yeah, they, i got they, pretty sick on that one <laughs> they invite you up to help you know raise the main you know sail on the mast and stuff uh, but you are you are you know kind of rising and falling in the waves and stuff like you're a pirate you know you're jack sparrow at this point but yes <laughs> if you're uh, prone to seasickness this one will get you a little bit more than your average, you know, catamaran style <laughs> oh, yes. adventure. Uh, but it was it was really cool though. Um, I, I thought that one was really good. And then there was snorkeling at you know you know really good snorkeling as well. Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy the snorkeling, being able to just dive mm-hmm. down. Um, I also like what we did in Grand Cayman. Um, Grand Cayman has some of the best water I've ever seen. The clearest, most beautiful water in Grand Cayman. Um, and there was one area where. It was so clear. We were diving on this one area that was maybe 20 feet down. Um, but there was a drop-off. Because that's where, when you pull into Grand Cayman, the ships park a little farther offshore. And you kind of have to take the tender to get in. Because it's not as deep close to the shore. So you could see where this drop-off is. We were snorkeling where we could see our ship. Um, but you go from this 20 feet down section. And there's this immense drop-off down to... I couldn't even tell you. It could have been 100 feet down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the water was so clear, you could see all the way to the bottom of the deeper section as and well. And I like to be able to see. So, yeah, you, you could absolutely see. see that shark coming. <laughs> you can see everything coming at you. Um, but it was really cool just to be able to see that deep. Um, mm. So that one was really good as well. Uh, I haven't seen any sharks snorkeling. No, we have not Thank seen goodness. any sharks uh, snorkeling. Mm-hmm. 
the creepiest thing looked more like a barracuda at one point we mm-hmm. saw. <laughs> so if there's a there's a there's a uh, fish with teeth coming at you. I'm gonna go the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other cool one was we talked about the private islands. Uh, Disney has snorkeling at their private island, just like Coco Cay does. Um, but Disney's is pretty cool because they've kind of sank different things out in the lagoon area for you to find when you are snorkeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you might find like a cannon, you know, that they've dropped out there. You might find, uh, oh my gosh, the name is escaping me, the ship from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You might find something like that. The Nautilus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might find a, a Nautilus uh, sunk out into the lag- in the lagoon uh, while you're out there snorkeling. You know, little Disney things like that um, they've put out there for you to find, which is mm-hmm. really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that, our day mm-hmm. at, at the private island at Disney as well, doing snorkeling. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we're actually, we've been pricing out Alaska cruises for next summer. I don't think we're going to be able to snorkel <laughs> on that. I think we've snorkeled <laughs> on every cruise we've ever done. Well, we didn't do the Mediterranean. I take that back. Mediterranean, we didn't get no, snorkeled. No, there wasn't really snorkeling I doubt on the Alaska cruise we'll find any snorkeling either. I don't Probably not. I think I'd want to snorkel next to an iceberg. <laughs> that's that's going to be way too cold for Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> we might not get you into a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. But all of our Caribbean cruises, we usually try to do one snorkeling excursion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So there, there's obviously some snorkeling options for excursions, but then, you know, all the different things. There's usually, there's usually like some catamaran tours. Um, there's a, there's usually some kind of a shopping tour as well. When you go to Cozumel, they're going to have a shopping option where they'll take you to the little market areas with all the different shops and different things as well. So mm-hmm. plenty of options for any kind of mm-hmm. excursion that people want to do. I mean, that's what that's I love about That's where we bought cruises. our hammock, right? Didn't we it buy is. that in Cozumel? It is in that area mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the honeymoon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's great about cruising is there's there's something for everybody, you know, no matter what you really enjoy. If you like snorkeling, there's going to be options. If you like shopping, there's going to be options. Uh, we did an off-road tour at one point on one of our, our cruises, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the friends of ours that we were with, uh, you know, they, he was big into off-roading and stuff. So we went on like a kind of a four-wheel drive off-road tour. It wasn't quite off-road enough, I don't think, for Israel. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but but it was, you know, at least going in that direction. So there's something for everybody, mm-hmm. I think. You know, there's probably ones that lean a little bit more toward the, the dining and the, and the food experience. So, And then even on the ship, there's so many different activities and things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's great. You can take a big group. And everybody can go find something they can do. That's what that's the big thing I really like is everybody can go find what they want to do. And then in the evening, you all come back together at dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, maybe you did all these different things throughout the day. But at dinner, you're all at the same table. So you can talk about what you did throughout the day. And you're still coming back together in the end. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool experience. So, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And that's um, two good cruise options for the summer, I think. Because, you know, one focuses mainly on the cruising if you just want to relax and get back out on a cruise boat. Um, and the sure. other actually offers you know the cruising with the ports yeah you know with the 194 excursions <laughs> to choose from so that's two yeah. good options i think yeah. for this summer i actually did just for uh, giggles i ran the full pricing for that second cruise okay um that we priced out the one that started about 800 dollars a person so that's four of us um i actually priced it out a little bit differently um, it, it averages uh, about 800 dollars a person based on the promos they've got going on and i think royal caribbean has like a 
buy one, get one 60% off uh, promo going on right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, really the, f- the first guess is X amount of dollars. The second guess is a lot cheaper. Third and fourth guess is a different price. So in the end, it averages out to about $800 a person. Um, so I priced it out, you know, kind of the way we've been doing our, our Alaska one as two separate inside staterooms. Okay. Um, yeah, our kids are old our enough. Our kids are for old enough. Now, and we can get um, <clears throat> rooms that join. Yes. So if you get an adjoining room, because <laughs> the, lay, the layout for the, you know, putting four, basically four adults into an inside stateroom, you've got the beds on bottom. Um, and you can either have them two separate twins or push them together in the middle. But then you have those up top beds that are pretty much right over top of you. And uh, Avery flopping around in the middle of the night would absolutely roll off of his bed and fall on top of us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And when we took them on the Disney cruise, they had bunk beds, but they weren't over us. No, they weren't (laughs) over top of us. But yeah, yeah. that would be pretty dangerous for us. They would definitely, one of them would fall over on us. You'd have to tie him down. Yes. Um, So to actually to get two separate interior staterooms, after adding taxes and fees and gratuities and uh, even insurance and everything, it was right around $3,000 Okay. for our family afford to do that second one. Um, so, you know, if you're looking later on after the summer, I know Norwegian had some that, that were similar, you know, routes, but they didn't start till a little bit later in the summer, the August, September, kind of toward the fall um, area. And they've got some offers that are about the same price, but some that they include some extras is the way they do it. So mm-hmm. I think they're running like a thirty uh, percent off all cruisers. Um, so you're getting in that same r- price, roughly about eight hundred dollars a person. But they're offering their their freebies in there, so you get free Wi-Fi, you get the free premier uh, premium drink package upgrades. Um, there's an option to prepay. They pay your gratuities ahead of time, and now that that does add up mm-hmm. a little bit. You're talking about easily a hundred dollars a person yeah i would rather just gratuities. pay that up front I, I like the all-inclusive feel where you just know it's paid for and yeah. you're just going to have fun at that point and we normally wrap that in so that three thousand for the royal caribbean included the gratuities already okay so, yeah so so but they've got one of their one of their perks on norwegian actually includes those gratuities already so they've got some perks that you know it, it's still in the end it probably comes out pretty close price wise um so it's, it's all about the same Slightly different kind of ships. <laughs> they all go to slightly different places. The prices come out pretty close. Norwegian and Royal Caribbean are priced pretty closely. Um, mm. So, but other than that, that's pretty much your cruising options until we get to a point um, when when they actually open up those U.S. ports again. So, okay, and no. we'll do some. You know, we'll keep doing cruise episodes and highlight you know different itineraries and things as yeah. as the cruise lines continue to reopen. And hopefully we'll get some news soon about when that actually will be because, again, the number's getting better and stuff. But as we've seen with with Disney World and the parks, you know, reopening California, it's not like they can say, all right, you guys are good to sail. And the next day they got boats leaving, you know. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of prep time. It takes some time to ramp up all all the staffing that's required for those big, giant ships. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll hear some news uh, soon about when they officially are going to allow that, and hopefully it's going to be sooner than November. Mm-hmm. So, All right, you ready for travel news and updates? Sure, what do we got? Okay, so speaking of reopenings, um, Disneyland opens this week on April 30th. Well, yeah. So yeah. two California guests. Two, yeah, about <laughs> we to say, can't go yet, again, but if you live in California, <laughs> you, you can go. There's um, a lot of sort of on this episode. Yeah, a lot of sort of. Cruising's back, um, sort of. Disneyland's <laughs> open, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> but if you live in California, Disneyland does reopen this week on April 30th. So that's exciting. 
Um, and there were rumors this past week about maybe California lightening up and actually being able to possibly open to other guests this summer with vaccinations or a test within 72 hours. Yeah. Um, but that's all kind of rumors right now. I don't know for sure about that. But um, but as yeah. uh, this weekend, Disneyland should reopen to California guests at least. Yeah, I think I think probably. I mean, it's it's probably until Disneyland itself, you know, goes through the process of fully opening back up because it's opening back up, but it's not fully opening back up. Um, so to the point till they get to the point where everything is is really back open, uh, I wouldn't recommend it from really for people outside of California probably. You know, this yeah. is not the time to have your, you know, once in a lifetime trip to Disneyland. Well, let me see if this changes your mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. So there is some exciting <laughs> news besides just the parks reopening. And that's that the Avengers campus at Disney California Adventure <laughs> is going to open on June 4th. You're trying to change Avery's mind, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our son Avery is a huge Marvel fan. Um, but I think it's pretty exciting that the Avengers um, campus is finally opening. Of course, it should have opened last year, but with yeah. the pandemic, it got delayed. And it's funny, on their website, they actually have a countdown. So right now, the website <laughs> says 38 days. So they are counting down to this um, to this reopening. But just look at their okay. website. I was going to tell you some things that are supposed to be there on the campus. Sure. And let me know what you think about them. Okay. I thought we would talk about that. So the main thing is they have Web Slingers, which is a Spider-Man adventure. Um, and let me read you the specifics on that straight from them. It says, embark on an action-packed adventure alongside the amazing Spider-Man. When Peter Parker's helpful but otherwise... Buggy spider bots get stuck in the replication <laughs> mode and escape from a web workshop. Spider-Man must stop the rampaging robots before they wreak total techno havoc across Avengers campus. Problem is, they're rapidly uh, leveling up and becoming tough to beat. Your uh, task: cop aboard a web slinger vehicle and help weave a frenzied, or sorry, a frenzied web to trap these friendly neighborhood sidekicks in true Spidey style. It's up to you to unleash your inner hero and save the campus from complete chaos. So what what do you think about this one? I think that's probably awesome. Uh, as for you know, I mean, it's not pushing me over the edge because well, I was on a Spider Man ride like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think we keep thinking about the Spider Man attraction Universal Islands of Adventure yeah. is just amazing. It's amazing, of course, it's been there a long time um, at this point, but it's, it's still, still just a top notch attraction. Now, so I guess you keep wanting to compare that. And this sounds completely different, and though. it is. And I think it's it, it is supposed to be a really um, next level kind of thing is this is this the one that incorporates the the animatronic spider-man's flying through the air that that you saw in the um imagineer sh show on disney plus you remember that right toward the um I, I think so yeah toward the end of the imagineers yeah. if you've if you've not watched the imagineers um show on netflix uh, sorry <laughs> on disney plus yeah. um it is awesome. Uh, if you're a Disney fan, you definitely need to watch that. If you're not a Disney fan, you def and you definitely need to watch that. Um, but toward the end, they were talking about some of the new things coming to the parks, and they had this animatronic that was literally swinging like Spider-Man would, flying through the air like a stuntman, and then landing, you know. And, and I think it was for this experience out in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, very, very cool. Yeah, and I think Tom Holland is actually featured in it, so... I think oh, he's the actual Spider-Man in the attraction. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I really like him as Spider-Man. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, I like him all one of my for favorites. different reasons. But. So, yeah, I think we just keep thinking, well, we've already got a great Spider-Man attraction. Why do we need another one? 
But I think this one's going to be different enough, and I think it's going to be exciting too. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be very different, and it's probably going to be awesome, but I'm not sold yet. What else we got? Okay. So there's also the Ancient Sanctum, which is encounter the master of the mystic arts you and your fellow recruits have been invited to visit the avengers campus meet dr strange and open your eyes to the mysteries of the multiverse don't miss this once in infinity lifetimes chance that's cute (laughs) to learn the secrets of the mystic arts you'll feel Uh like time will stop when you come face to face with dr strange and he demonstrates his mystical abilities who knows someday you may need his knowledge to defend the earth and or and our reality from threats beyond our imagination so do you think this is like a show, I guess? I have no idea from your description. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little confused on this one. I guess I'm kind of expecting kind of a show, but okay. I don't know fully. All right. Well, we'll find out. Okay. And report back. But yeah, I mean, I, I really like Doctor Strange. So uh, yeah, I like, uh, you know, I'm open. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. They also have the Avengers Headquarters. Um, and this is the gleaming Quinjet, which we have a Lego version of, <laughs> that rests high <laughs> atop the Avengers headquarters buildings is bound to attract attention, maybe even some unwanted attention. There are reports that the villain known as Taskmaster is plotting a break-in and the Avengers are on high alert. Brave superheroes like Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, and Captain Marvel greet new recruits and scan the horizon for potential threats. If Taskmaster and his gang of mercenaries do appear, our heroes are ready to defend the Avengers headquarters, which would surely lead to an action-packed confrontation on the rooftop and all over the building. Nice. So this is a show, don't you think? Sounds like it would be. Yeah. yeah I think they had something yeah. like this when we were in Disneyland, actually, in this area. Maybe not to this extent. Yeah, I mean, they had a little kind of, it was more of an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of thing, seems like, and there some of the superheroes were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, this is a different level than that was for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, so you always like to talk food. Yeah, I do. I've been waiting <laughs> for the food options. I know there's a couple of those, right? Okay. So, um, the main food option here is going to be Pim's Test Kitchen. And it says <laughs> on an urgent mission to fight hunger, head to Pim Test Kitchen for phenomenal food at unusual scales. Utilizing the revolutionary shrink and grow technology of PEM particles, Ant-Man and the Wasp lead a team of research chefs as they pioneer a menu packed with inventive size entrees, tiny treats, and shareable mm. bites that provide the perfect power-up. This uh. old lab facility turned quick-service restaurant features a seating area and bar amidst decor that incorporates remnants <coughs> of ongoing experiments. Gigantic soda cans, humongous condiment bottles, and massive cell phones recycled into menu boards. Stop by to test, nice. taste test their latest in, innovations in food science and conquer uncontrollable appetites on the spot. All right. So my, so. my heart is imagining, you know, in, that they're using the enlargement button on uh, <laughs> Hank Pym's stuff uh, to make giant corn dogs and giant pretzels and giant <laughs> foods. My head is telling me more than likely they're using the shrink button. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I just tried to pull up the lunch and dinner yeah. menu, and it actually says, please check back later for more information. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not really sure what what all they will serve here. I mean, it's probably going to be really cool, and I imagine mm-hmm. the theming will be really really spot on. But uh, you know, they're probably going to have a lot of the props and stuff around are going to be super huge, and like you said, the oversized things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in this space that used to be the Bugs Life, I think, right? Um, okay. Area. Oh, it's yeah. in that Bugs yeah, Life area closed. that they took yeah. out. So there might have already been some oversized things that they repurposed for this even. Um, well, the, the picture does show, so I don't see the menu, but the picture shows like a chicken sandwich where you've sure. got the bun regular and then the chicken's like outgrown the bun. Okay. And it looks like it's got slaw on it and then tater tots. All right. The side looks like tater tots. Regular but that's just kind of a promotional tots. picture they have here. Yeah, they look regular size. <laughs> uh, the chicken's the only thing that looks... Mongus here, or the bun is really small. Yeah. It could be a chicken nugget with a teeny tiny bun. We don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then some somewhere I think they're all supposed to, also supposed to have a shawarma cart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you might like the food there even oh, better. Yeah. I'm sure it'll all be good. I just don't want to pay twenty dollars for a you know chicken nugget on a tiny bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's shrink with a shrink ray. <laughs> yeah, I think though it will probably be so cute inside. I mean, I can just oh, imagine sure what be. they're going to yeah. do with the decor. Yeah, Disney um, does not falter on the theming usually. Mm-hmm. And I heard some other um, theme park news people talking about, um, well, they were talking about what's coming up out here, and they were saying that you were going to be able to see Ant-Man and the Wasp for the first time. In, oh, actually um, in the park. Yeah. In the parks. And I didn't realize that they'd never been there before, like in a parade yeah, or okay. something. But um, they made it sound like it'd be the first time they were actually there. We saw Groot, right, when we were out we there. We saw Groot. Mm-hmm. And we saw Thor, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were out there. Yeah, and Thor was hilarious because um, there was a um, Asian man that apparently just loved Thor. I mean, loved him, loved him, loved him. So I was just standing there eating a pretzel and just saw this man go up and ask Thor all these questions about his hammer. And <laughs> I don't think that actor really knew how to answer all of his questions, and he would not let him go. He had a gazillion, uh, like, you know, questions like he really thought he was Thor. But I think he knew far more about Thor than this actor. This so was, it, was stereoty- it was really funny. Yeah. This was the stereotypical guy that you would see like in the in the comic book shop from the Big Bang Theory. Uh-huh. <laughs> that knows, you know, everything about every comic book character. And he was grilling Thor with questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was quite funny. Yeah. Oh, poor Thor. <laughs> yeah. And Thor started walking off at one point. I guess he was done with his shift and the okay. guy just followed him, continuing to ask questions. <laughs> With his Mickey ears on. Uh, I have a picture of that somewhere. But, I mean, that's that's the other cool thing about Disneyland uh, that is very different than Disney World is, you know, the characters and stuff, they're just out. They're not, I mean, they're out. I don't know if that'll be true anymore. About, yeah, and, and, and that may in change. Past. In the past, they've been out and about just kind of in the park where you just walk up and just interact with them. It's mm-hmm. not like they're in a meet and greet line and there's a mile long line of people waiting to get their autograph signed. They're just kind of out walking in the park, maybe with a handler. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's kind of a different experience out there. It was kind of cool, um, but it, it was just a very different feel than Disney World has, and it was like I wasn't, I didn't really expect that, um, but it was just neat to see because mm-hmm. yeah, Thor it was, was just, just there. everywhere, just and randomly you would turn around and there's a character, and especially you know. like like Thor had no, there wasn't, it wasn't Thor and a handler. Thor doesn't mm-hmm. need a handler, you know, God of Thunder, uh, yeah. but <laughs> he needed somebody. <laughs> um, but it was just him, and you know, you could just walk up to him and ask him as many questions as you wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. 
Um, so also the new land's going to have some cool stores, kind of okay. like Galaxy's Edge did. So you're going to oh, have yeah, web suppliers sure. suit up with the latest superhero gear from the Worldwide Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Okay. There's also going to be the Collector's Warehouse. Discover a must-have trove of toys, apparel, comics, and cosmic keepsakes. Nice. So those should be fun to walk through. Probably expensive merchandise, but... <laughs> Should be fun to walk through. Of course. Yeah, um, and yeah. then this was already here, but of course, if you haven't um, experienced it yet, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is here. Right. And I had a good time on that. I actually enjoyed it even more than I thought I would. No, it, it was really good. They did a good it job with it. They did a good job, you know, taking what was essentially Tower of Terror mm-hmm. uh, and making it feel like a totally different ride, totally different experience. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like you were just on a rehashed Tower of Terror. Um, and, and this goes right with the story you just brought up because this, it was the collector's, um, castle basically that you're in with his collection. So that makes sense with the, the store. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was a very, very cool ride. Mm-hmm. And just to walk through the line, once, once you're inside the building, it's so much fun just to see everything that's there around you. Um, it's, yeah. it's they did a really good job inside, even before you get on the attraction. Because you are going through the collector's, you know, base there. So there is obviously everything from his collection as you're going through. So you see stuff that are pieces of his collection. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the music is fun once you get actually on the attraction. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fun ride. I yeah. think it, it actually relaxed me. Cause sometimes when I'm riding Tower of Terror, I'm just like, when are we going to drop? When are we going to drop? And it's hard uh, for me to actually enjoy it. Because <laughs> stop thinking, thinking about, about when we're going to drop. But on Guardians of the Galaxy, you're kind of just listening to the music and you know it's coming. But I don't know. It just makes it makes it more fun. I think. Yeah, I like them both. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a very good ride. So, and and they this will lead right. In, it'll pair with the new area. I mm-hmm. think it's right there near it. Yeah. 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 I'm really glad that Guardians of the Galaxy so. is here in California, and that we still have Tower of Terror in <coughs> Orlando. I think it's good yeah. to have both. I like having them both. I like mm-hmm. I like both rides. Uh, they're very different. The tower tower the theming in Tower of Terror with the Twilight Zone. Uh, is, is awesome and I love it and I, I wouldn't want them to completely get rid of it because it's really good really well done um, and it needs to be right there where it is in Hollywood Studios it it fits the theme of Hollywood Studios perfectly so mm-hmm. yeah it does so that's some fun stuff coming to Disneyland mm-hmm. um, you know when the rest of the world can actually get to Disneyland we'll yeah. have to go check it out right yes so I had one more piece of news and I just lost it. So give me one second. Decided <laughs> <laughs> to log me out of my email. Oh, like, fun! Ah. So this actually, I just got emailed this, and I thought it was really neat. So I wanted to tell you about breaking this. news. This is from SeaWorld, and okay. they are now offering complimentary tickets to the U.S. military. It says as a token of our appreciation for those who have served our country, we are offering all U.S. military veterans and active duty service members four free tickets for themselves and guests to SeaWorld Orlando. To obtain tickets, simply click on, well, there's a link below in my email. You can probably find it online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and let's see, to verify status through ID, me, for military status verification before May 16th. As an added thank you, veterans and active military service members can also purchase up to six additional tickets at 50% off. All tickets must be used before June 27th, and reservations must be made prior to your visit date. So I thought that was really neat. That is very cool. So I know a lot of times they offer, you know, all of these resorts offer discounts and sometimes free tickets to the military. But I just thought that was a generous, very generous offer because you're getting four free tickets for you and your immediate family, and then you can purchase up to six additional tickets, 50% off. That's very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we really need to go and do a, a full thing down at SeaWorld because, you know, there, there's really good stuff happening down there and it's a really good deal as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we were talking about um, private islands a lot today, uh, it made me keep <laughs> think about Discovery Cove that we did over uh, over mm-hmm. the summer. Um, you know, we're always pulling up pricing for all these different things um, for, for clients and stuff. So um, just pulling up the same week that I did for the cruises. So the cruise that we talked about, like, like we said, for our family four would be about $3,000. Um, now, we, we still have, you'd still have to fly to Bermuda, which we didn't actually calculate into that. So your family yeah. of four would still have to fly back and forth round trip um, to Bermuda. Um, but just as comparison, since you're talking about SeaWorld, um, we could spend a week in SeaWorld um, and do a Discovery Cove day, which is very much like a private island mm-hmm. on a cruise ship. That's it does ca- feel like that's it. kind of how really we does. compared it when we went. It was it felt like a really nice day on a private island of a cruise because everything is included and there's food everywhere and it's like you're snorkeling and stuff like that. Um, you could do a t- do a whole week in SeaWorld in a family suite with an extra bedroom and a day at Discovery Cove and 14 days access to SeaWorld and Aquatica for like $2,000 mm-hmm. right now. So they've got some deals going on if you're not in the military. Uh, Family Four could still spend a, a good, awesome week in, in SeaWorld for about $2,000 right mm-hmm. now. And, and then that includes a day at Discovery Cove, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it if is. you're not quite ready to cruise yet, but you still want that private island kind of feel... That is mm-hmm. a excellent opportunity to to experience it. So you get a private island uh, day at Discovery Cove and still get like a, a week all at SeaWorld and Aquatica. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. So just made me so. think of it with your news. Well, that's all my news. Is that it? Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. It. So well, how nice. overall excited are you about Avengers Campus? Um, uh, medium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I need to see more uh, of the, you know, they can re- we can see like images and we can see, you know, the, the release work about it and, and stuff, you know, when they put out the, the, the press materials and things like that. I need to see like the advertisement, you know, I need to see mm-hmm. the trailer and, and the, the, the commercial that actually shows the stuff so I can say, oh yeah, that's a ride and that's something I super want to experience. Mm-hmm. I think the Spider-Man and is going to be awesome. I think, uh, you know, the shows are probably going to be great. Um, it's not like, it's not drawing me in like, you know, Wizarding Galaxy's World of Harry Potter or Galaxy's Edge did. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't feel like it's a Galaxy's Edge scale thing. Mm-hmm. I know they're trying to make this entire Marvel presence in the park out there. And I think that's great. And I love that. Um, and maybe it feels, since, since, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride was already out there. It yeah. doesn't feel like that's a new ride. If that hadn't been there before, maybe that would be mm-hmm. added to this, and now they got two rides. So you we know, feel coming. like we've already done some um, of it. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's not as much of a huge reveal. But I think um, they will build upon so this, so I think it's even going to be more exciting they probably will. as the yeah. as years come. I think you're probably right. You're probably right. So, I mean, I would, no, I, I would definitely love to go and check it out. Um but I think I'm going to need to see a little bit more. Uh, and it's going to have to get to the point where I'm wanting to go to California, to Disneyland, to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, definitely something we want to de- uh, try. But I don't know. I guess I'm holding mm-hmm. back um, my final judgment until I see more stuff on it. What about you? Okay. Well, 
I'm kind of like you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of like you. I mean, I'm ready oh, to go like anytime, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not. Um, I don't yeah. know, I mean, I'm excited to see it, but I'm not like, oh, let's you know, we got to be there this fall. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, I can't it sounds wait a while. it sounds awesome, but this isn't one of the things that yeah, like you said, this isn't something that's going to make me plan a trip around it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Galaxy's Edge opened, you know, you're, that would that's the kind of thing to be like, you know what, we got to plan a Disney World trip to go see Galaxy's Edge. Or when Harry Potter opens the Wizarding Worlds, we got to plan a trip to go see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter open in a park. Uh, it's not quite doing that for me yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will. Maybe when I see some more stuff on it, maybe it will. But it's not quite doing it. Mm-hmm. So, not that it won't be amazing and awesome, but... Yeah, well, I think Avery would love it, but he he didn't he go with us when we did oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, no, that was just us so in Disneyland without the kids. However, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think he would really so enjoy nice. it. <laughs> all right, so that's all your news, and that brings us to the end of the show. Then, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, good stuff. Next week. So next week, we're going to look at some of the top things to do in the U.S. this summer. And this is a list I found um, through TripAdvisor. Another one of our TripAdvisor um, countdowns. Okay. So I enjoyed reading this list. Some okay. things I had kind of done before and others I'd never heard of. All right. So um, you can kind of guess at what those are till next time. <laughs> and we will discuss them. Okay. Um, but I think they give you a, a good starting point to plan some summer vacations if you're still thinking of ideas. There's lots of tours on the list. I'll give you that hint. Lots of tours. So <laughs> oh, you can no. join us next time to find out what they are. It is a lacy list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I think you'll okay. like a lot of these too. Oh, I like Soon. the tours and stuff. I yeah. Look, hey, I'm right there with you, okay? Yeah. Wherever you go, I'm going to be right there with you. <laughs> it, it's the kids we got to convince. <laughs> yeah. And these are all over the United States, so they're options okay. all over. Yeah. All right. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we will find out about that next week. All right. So uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us and listening. So again, as always, if you have any questions about anything we talked about today, uh, anything about the current cruises that are out there and available or, or the ones that are coming up maybe in the fall, if anybody is interested uh, and even pricing out or, or looking at some cruise options right now, uh, reach out, give us a call, give us a, a shoot us a message. You can email us with any questions you might have. About that, you can email us directly. You can uh, reach me at jason at lamplightadventures.com. Or Lacey at lamplightadventures.com. <laughs> you can email either one of us and ask us whatever questions you might have. And if we can help uh, plan your next family adventure, we would love to do so. Like I said, we do this as part of our travel agency at Lamplight Adventures. Uh, so if we uh, can help you uh, plan your next trip, we would love to. And uh, everything we do doesn't cost you anything. It's the same. Anything that, that we book costs you the same you know with our help as it would if you were going directly to these destinations we just bring a little bit of extra planning uh advice and stuff along the way uh so uh we would love to help you out just uh reach out and let us know uh what questions you might have and how we can help mm-hmm. and until next week i uh, hope everyone has a wonderful awesome amazing week and uh we'll see you next time on the adventure book. goodbye bye everybody